Arizona Sports, the home of Phoenix Suns basketball. Suns playoff coverage presented by Michelob Ultra. Burns and Gambo talk Suns Clippers. Now. Three o'clock hour here on the Burns and Gambo show. Phoenix Suns winners last night, 129-124. They're up two games to one against the LA Clippers in this best of seven series. Game four, rapid turnaround. It is tomorrow at 1230. Uh, No team has it as compressed as these two teams do, especially with such a short turnaround. Now there's an extra day built in between games four and game five. Certainly both of those teams will use that to their advantage, but quick turnaround and we'll see. Tomorrow's, I'm always, you know, I'm always a big believer in game four of any series. Like, is it going to be 3-1 or is it going to be 2-2? Kawhi playing, Kawhi not playing. And and as of right now, we don't know. Uh, I saw Ty Lue had a press conference today and he said there's no change in his status right now. We don't know. They've been no official yeah. declaration about mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard. Um, I would think Kawhi plays, the Clippers win. I would think Kawhi doesn't play, the Suns win. I mean, that's you know, that's what I would think. But you know, I mean, I I thought the Suns would, would cruise. I thought the Suns would cruise yesterday. You know, win by fifteen or so. Um, the Clippers made it really hard on them. Made them have to work really hard. Yeah, Kevin Durant. Yeah, twenty eight points. In 42 minutes, good game. He had five assists. He had six rebounds. Mm. If you were looking at the box score, you oh okay, Kevin Durant. Durant. Yeah, 45 for Booker, 28 for Kevin Durant. Yeah. We watched the game. A lot of people who are listening to us watch the game right now. Yeah, did it feel like a great game for Kevin Durant? Did, did, did it feel? No, like- he hasn't had that. He hasn't had the special game yet. You know, Booker has. He hasn't. You know, to the point where I was watching the game, and after the game was last, you know, after the game's over, I, uh, I, I kind of put a lot of stuff down. I got all these thoughts in my head, and my my initial thought was, man, there's a clear cut Batman and Robin here. Devin Booker's Batman. He's Robin. You know, you you thought many people thought it's a one two punch. It's a one and a one a, and on any given night they could switch. Devin Booker's the one and Kevin Durant's the two. And that's how it is right now. Now, maybe that'll change. But what's obvious right now is that Devin Booker is the star of this team. And Kevin Durant is, you know, he is the, uh, I don't want to say sidekick, but, you know, he's the secondary guy. He's still really good and you need him. And he's taken a lot of pressure. Part of the reason Booker's so great is because of the pressure Durant, you know, takes off of him. So that is part of it. Um, but Devin Booker's the guy. He's taking more shots. He's scoring the basketball more. He's had the bigger impact on the Suns thus far in the playoffs. Yeah, this quote from Monty after the game really stood out to me. Quote, I feel bad for Kev sometimes. Because he's an expensive decoy out there. He's standing at the 28-foot hash mark, and the defender is right in his face. And that gives Book a number of opportunities to attack the basket. Here's Devin Booker after the game. I mean, in so many ways. Um, you know, you, you can't leave him. Obviously, he, he draws a lot of attention. And, you know, a lot of the buckets I scored, I went right to him right after and said, do you open that up for me? Um, and, and he knows that. Um and, you know, I expect the Clippers to make an adjustment, try to take me away, and, you know, it'll be his turn to do it. And um, that's just how we play. Listening to you talk about Batman and Robin, and, and I, I think the key thing you said in all that analysis there was right now. Right now. Right now, yes. Booker's Batman and yeah. KD is Robin. I, I still think sometime in this series or sometime in this playoffs, there will be a flip or there will at least be a game where Kevin Durant is I, that big, big game, that big, like that Kevin Durant classic postseason game where he just takes over. 
I think it's coming. I don't know when. I don't know against what opponent. I don't know if it's. I don't know if the Clippers change their strategy at all when it comes to guarding Devin Booker and what they're doing. Do they pay him a little bit more extra attention? That that extra attention that Durant is getting now does that get shifted more towards Devin Booker because he's been? I mean, you saw that graphic I sent you. Did you think of that crazy graphic? Yeah. About the um, mm-hmm. the three players who have scored this many points in three games yeah. in a playoff series: Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley. And Devin Booker. That's nuts. Yep. The only players in NBA history to score 105 or more points on 60 or more percent shooting from the field to the thir- first three games of a postseason. Jordan, Barkley, and Booker. What? Well, I mean, I, I know you hate lists like that, but even that one, I'm like, I got to include this in my email to get. Yeah. I liked a, it. I liked a, it. That's a crazy list for Devin Booker to be yeah. on. And it's the kind of list where it seems to me Ty Luke's go, okay, I get it. I don't want Kevin Durant to kill me. I'm going to give Kevin Durant a lot of attention. You got Devin Booker after the game saying, yeah, you know what? I'm getting these baskets because of all the attention they're paying to Durant. Do they change their strategy a little bit with Durant? Or with Booker, because Booker's killing him right now to the tune of 105 points, 60% shooting so far. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Listen, you you go back to when when KD won the 2018 finals with the Warriors playing with Steph. You know, one game Steph had more shots, another game KD had more shots. Then Steph had more shots, then KD had more shots. I mean, it was a a four-game sweep of Cleveland. Um, But it was... It was interesting because they just, you know, they they kind of switched it up. They kind of they kind of went back and forth a little bit on that as to which guy was the leading scorer. So Kevin Durant has played with great players before. He's you know he's played with Kyrie with the Nets. He's you know he's in Oklahoma City. He played with Russ. So he's used to playing with another star. I but the way Booker's playing right now, it's almost like you. I don't need to take over because you're like if you need me to, I will. But Booker's on such a roll; it's not like Book's, Book has to take a step back and take thirteen shots while Durant takes twenty five. But right. I, like if I'm just looking now with the 2018 NBA Finals, where it was Durant had more shots to want the first game than Steph, then Durant, then Steph. So it was kind of back and forth. We're not seeing that right now. Devin Booker's taking more shots. He's scoring the basketball more. I mean, the numbers, you know, side by side. I, I kind of broke this down in my email today. I mean, when you look at the numbers side by side, through three games, Booker has 109 points and taken 70 shots. Okay, mm-hmm. including 17 from deep in the same three games. Durant has 80 points and 49 shots. So Booker in three games has 29 more points and he's taken 21 more shots. He's also shooting 60 percent from the field to Durant's 51 percent. And he's also 41.2 percent from deep where Durant's only 28.6 percent from deep. Like. You know, if you go if you go look at it through three games, he's shooting better from the field. He's shooting better from three. Mm-hmm. He's shooting the ball more. Like everything's pointing towards just let Book continue to roll until the Clippers decide to try to take him out of the game, and then Durant might get hot. And, and I have no problem. And, and honestly, you mentioned a number there that I think is the one that stood out to me so far with Kevin Durant. That's how he shot from three. He was what zero for four in game two, He's four of fourteen overall, twenty eight point six percent. And and that's that's where I think his game will get better. Has it's Kevin Durant? Like, like he's ruthlessly efficient from the three point line. He's ruthlessly efficient from any. 
anywhere that he shoots. He got a lot of good looks in game two when he went 0 for 4. He didn't take as many last night. He only took three. But to me, that's where the... And look, I have no problem with if Devin Booker's the Batman and Kevin Durant's up fine. I'm sure Durant doesn't care either. I, I don't think he... You know, I really don't uh, think he does. No. I think I think in the history of the NBA... There would be superstars like Kevin Durant who would have been traded to teams like the Phoenix Suns who would care, who'd look at it and go, no, 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 no. That's I'm I'm here to be the guy. I'm here to be the man. I am the superstar who got traded to the team because I'm the part you didn't have a year ago. I'm the part you didn't have. I don't think Kevin Durant's wired that way. I I actually caught myself doing this last night in that first quarter thinking, get Katie the ball, get Katie the ball, please get him the ball. And I thought, why? Going through my mind, Bird never got traded. Traded. Magic never got traded. Duncan never got traded. Jordan never got traded. I'm trying to think of guys that might fit in that category. Shaq, Shaq fit in though with Miami. He he took second fiddle to Dwayne Wade. You know he I, did. He I, took. He said, "I'm not, it's, it's Dwayne's team." I, I mean, even guys who didn't get traded, but guys who like teamed up for superstar teams. Every LeBron super team he was ever on. I mean, he had to be the guy. An yeah. inevitable pecking order, right? Like when you're the guy. When LeBron you're used went to, to Miami. That's when LeBron, LeBron went to Miami. Yeah, it's Dwayne Wade's team, but but me. it's but it's me. But me. I'm, I'm gonna lead you a title. I'm LeBron. Where's Kevin? I feel like he has to do that when we come back on the Burns and Gambo show. Right after I remind you, you can register to win tickets to see the Foo Fighters on October third at Talking Stick Resort Amphitheater. Head to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com. Event details are there. Your chance to win is there. We touched on the good of last night. Gambo broke it down to the bad and the ugly. The ugly. We'll talk about that next. Burns and Gambo. Arizona Sports, the home of Phoenix Suns basketball. Suns playoff coverage presented by Michelob Ultra. Burns and Gambo talk Suns Clippers. Now. Chris Paul weaving his way through traffic, pulls up and hits from 15 feet away on the left side. CP3 has his first bucket of the night, and it lifts the Suns up to 34-32 as we hit the eight-minute mark. We wanted to play a good highlight from Chris Paul. You did. Just how hard did you have to look to find one? I don't know, Mitch. How hard did you have to look to find one? <laughs> one that wasn't labeled with assist Paul? Yeah, that was pretty tough. <laughs> yeah. Listen, um, I've, I've got concerns because I do believe to win the championship, that means getting by the Clippers here and then getting by three more rounds, they need Chris Paul to play a hell of a lot better than this. Um, I think that's the key. I think that's the difference between winning and winning a championship and not. That's my opinion. It always has been. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think that they need Chris Paul to play at a high level. He's not playing at a high level. And that, you know, because you'll run into teams that have multiple defenders and say, okay, I could guard Devin Booker one-on-one. The Clippers are having a hard time with that now. Uh, but there'll be teams with multiple defenders, not just one with like Kawhi Leonard, and they'll be able to figure out a way to, to slow down, not stop, but slow down Durant and Book and another guys are going to have to, you know, like DA and Paul are going to have to step up and, and, and do a, a good job. And I've got my concerns about Chris Paul's ability to do that right now. I think those concerns are justified. And it's, I think what concerns me about Chris Paul is just the consistency. And we've talked a lot about that. And we, we've acknowledged that a player Chris Paul's age, consistency is very hard to come by, right? Like it's, yes. it's, it's difficult to achieve that level when you're 
that age because you just don't know how your body's going to respond. Chris Paul was magnificent in game two. He was tremendous down the stretch. He That was a six-point game with three minutes to go, and he started playing the two-man game with he and DeAndre Ayton, and, and he tore the Clippers apart with three minutes to go in that game with a couple of mid-range jump shots and finding DeAndre Ayton on the layup. Um, last night, last night, it, I, I never, honestly, I'm replaying the game in my mind, and I'm okay. thinking about it. Chris Paul misses those two free throws at the end, right? I, I mean, we're talking about a career, what, shocker. 88%? Just a shocker. Free throws. Pressure. So much of a shocker. And Durant joked about this postgame with Tom and Tom on the postgame show. That after a rebound, Chris Paul has the ball in his hands. Durant shouts at Paul. This is at the very end of the game. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. This, I don't want you shooting free throws. Wow. I want to shoot free throws. Wow. And Paul... Willingly gave it to him. Like, you're what? You're right. Here you go. And Durant even acknowledged that after the game. I go, oh, yeah, I was yelling at him. He heard me. He 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 heard me yelling at Any him. Any part of you think that this that 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 pressure? I it gets to him a I, little bit. I think okay. The the second half of the fourth quarter was really rough on Chris Paul, wasn't it? He missed a floater. He missed a wide open three. He missed two free throws. I would think Chris Paul's one of the most confident athletes we know in the Valley. I got to imagine he was a little rattled by how we finished that fourth quarter, which is why when Kevin Durant is saying, give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball, Chris Paul's more than happy to give it to him. Had a couple of baskets. He had the scoop shot, and then he had a, he followed a, a KD miss with a basket. Um, but then he had that big miss. Uh, off the after the, uh, the the rust turnover and then Bones hit the uh, two free throws to make it one nineteen one fourteen. Yeah, when he missed the two free throws, like, but overall, I mean, if we just go look at his game overall, I mean, he's just not playing at a very high level in these playoffs so far. And I think that they need a lot more from him. Um, you know, last night five of eighteen from the field, one of eight from three point range. We yep. talked about how oh, yeah. these threes yes, are going to be wide open. We talked about it. I wasn't shooting him. a whole lot of them. He took them last night. Yeah, zero for two from the free throw. He, I mean, the only seven assists, yeah. three turnovers. Chris Paul. All seven assists and three turnovers. When does that ever happen? No, it doesn't. And, and that's and that's to me that's the shocking part. That's why I was shocked by Kevin Durant asking for the poll and, and Chris Paul giving it to him. We're so okay. Chris Paul can have good games, bad games, whatever. We're so used to him in the fourth quarter being money. He was so not money last night in the fourth quarter. I know. The, the, like I said, the floater that he missed, the wide open three that he missed, the two free throws that he missed. That's the most anti Chris Paul I think I've ever seen. It's funny, we had Ramona Shelburne on the show yesterday and she was like, Isn't his birthday like yeah? Because everybody remember like every we talk about that, but nationally the same thing. It was like, hey, last year when he hit his birthday, he was done. It's like yeah. it, it, now that was like and his birthday's coming up in like a couple of weeks. This year, you've got a Kevin Durant to give the ball to when free throws need to be made at the end, like, yeah. we, like we saw at the end. And, and this year, and I, I I understand your point about Chris Paul needing to be elite. I think one thing's pretty clear through the first three games of this series so far. Chris Paul's not going to consistently get there at any point during this postseason. No, he and hasn't that's been able why to consistently that, get there during the during the regular season. Yeah, right? I, and I think it's going to make it a lot more difficult for them to win a championship if he's not able to play at a decent level. He is shooting. Do you know what he's shooting from three point range in this series right now? No. <sighs> Do you want? Okay. Just and, and I just. On a whim, what? Just give me a guess. A percentage? Yeah. On a whim, 
Give me 14.5%. You're close, man. 18.2% from three-point range. Sorry to be a pessimist, Chris. I apologize for that. He's two for 11. He's shooting 18% from three-point range. He's shooting 37.5% from the field. 18 for 40. He's got 25 assists in three games. Only eight assists per game. He missed the two free throws at the end of the game when the pressure. He's got 34 points total in this series. I mean, Chris Paul's averaging about 10 points and seven assists, seven or eight assists per game. And he's shooting 18% from three-point range. I mean, this is, you know, this is a guy that, I mean, and listen, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. This is not a guy you bring back and pay $30 million to next year. This is not a guy. The way he's playing now, look, they may not know what they're going to do with Chris Paul next year. And it may be up to Durant and Booker. I mean, it really, truly may be up to those guys. Um, but they may not, the way he's playing right now, I don't know how you justify paying him $30 million bucks next year. It's so funny. We're watching <laughs> NBATV.com right now. Or NBA Did TV. he just miss the two free yeah, throws? They're replaying the game right now. He just missed the two free throws. And Bones Highland just hit the out. wide open three. In and there's out. the play right there. Where Kevin Durant's like, give me the ball. Give me, give the, me ball. the ball. Chris, give me the ball. Give me the ball. Right. Give me the Chris ball. Paul had to give up the ball because they don't trust him shooting free throws. Like, uh, man. Yeah. I, look, look. This is we saw this last year. We saw this last year during the postseason, right? We, we saw the, the inconsistent spurts during New Orleans. We saw that amazing 14 for 14 game. We saw what he get, did against Dallas, where Father Time just seemingly got him overnight on the day of his birthday. I, I Chris Paul is. I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Paul has a real good game tomorrow. I really wouldn't be, just because this is the new inconsistent nature of Chris Paul's game. And I, I do. Yeah, he's not going to go the entire playoffs without having like a couple of good. He games. had a good game in game two, right? Right. He, he's he, inconsistent. He, he played he, well in game two. He did. Um, can he play elite? Can he play great? Every single night? No. No, I don't think he so can't. either. Can they win a championship without him being with him being so night? up and down? That's, can they win a championship? And, and I mean, they did last night. But there was no Paul George. There was no Kawhi Leonard. They were playing a bunch of small guys out there. It's last night wasn't necessarily the best you judge play, of that. When you, you know? play Denver with multiple defenders, and again, you can look at Denver's defensive rating all you want. And go, oh, the ratings say they're not a good defensive. Yeah, because Jokic isn't a good defender. Okay, that's why. But they've got good defenders. If Aaron Gordon's on Durant, you got Brown on on both. They've got they can match up. A little bit better. And if Chris Paul's being left alone and he needs to make shots, he can't go one or eight from three point range on wide open threes. No. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, I, th- there was a really good article, by the way, on The Ringer about Chris Paul. Maybe we'll get into a little bit later because it did kind of paint this picture of Chris still learning this new role that he's that he's being take, asked to take on. You can text us your thoughts about Chris and the Suns, the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Today was the first chance we've gotten here from the Arizona Cardinals brass on their star safety, who this time a week ago, we learned that Buda Baker asked for a trade. How did Monty and Jonathan Gannon respond to that? You will hear next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. John Gambadero, Dave Burns. Take a break from the Suns for just a second. We'll circle back and we'll talk about last night's Game 3 win and continue to look ahead to tomorrow's Game 4 with the Suns leading this best of seven, two games to one. But there's also other stuff going on in town, and that, of course, includes the NFL Draft. We're one week away. One week away from, well, less than a week away, actually. The first round is next Thursday. Rounds 2 and 3 are next Friday. And then, of course, the rest of it is next Saturday. We're getting closer to finding out what the Arizona Cardinals are going to do. 
And I, I think we're all I mean, curious is putting it mildly what the Arizona Cardinals are going to do with their first round draft pick and how many other picks they're going to have because of that first. Well, round because we pick. just don't know what Houston's going to do. I right. mean, I think it was pretty easy, right? You take Will Anderson or you trade down. And now that has been put into a flux because you might not even have the opportunity to take Will Anderson. I mean, all the smoke and maybe there's fire where there's smoke. This Texans may not take a quarterback. I can't believe it. I'm not going to believe it until I say it. I'll tell you that right now. Fair. Not until the Houston Texans put in that card and uh, the commissioner announces who the pick is. Am I going to believe that the Texans are going to bypass on a quarterback? There was a draft prep article today on ESPN.com. It was from Matt Miller and Jordan Reed, two of their draft guys. Um, and it was kind of like a Q&A thing. And that was the first question right out of the shoot. Could the Texans really pass on a quarterback at number two? This is what Miller had to say. This is a quote. The chatter around the Houston Texans not selecting a quarterback at number two continues to build. Seriously. In texts and calls with scouts, coaches, and even agents throughout the past week, I couldn't find one person who truly believes the Texans will select a quarterback there. This is either the best organized smokescreen of all time, (laughs) or the Texans are really set on drafting a defensive player at number two overall. Which is it? Look, here's what I think. And I don't look, I I don't have the sources these guys have. Here's what I think. I think when the Carolina Panthers moved up to number one, the Houston Texans probably thought they were going to take CJ Stroud. Because Frank Reich has a history of taller quarterbacks, right? And that they and he wasn't going to mm-hmm. take a small guy. And so that the Texans, sitting there at number two, were like, hey, you know what? We're good. We'll get Bryce Young and we'll be fine. We'll just sit here at number two. We'll get the quarterback. We think he's better anyway. We think he's better. You want to take the tall guy? Take the tall guy out of Ohio State. That's fine. And then over the last couple of weeks, to me, it's it's synced up almost perfectly with the rumors that Carolina has locked in on Bryce Young. That's about the same time the rumors came out that the Texans might go with somebody who's not a quarterback at number two. And to me, there is correlation. There is absolutely a cause and effect relationship with, oh, crap. Okay, they're taking Bryce Young. That was our guy. Let's pivot. Let's take a defensive guy. Because we don't like any of the other quarterbacks. Yeah. We don't believe in any of the We'd rather wait on somebody else for next year or whatever. I'm buying it. I'm buying it. I think there's some legitimacy to it. You? No. Don't buy it at all, huh? No, I mean, you you, take a quarterback? You don't have a quarterback. You need one. I mean, you've got your choice of three different guys. But what if you don't like any of them? Or then if, you don't take one. Okay, right? I yeah. mean, you can't just take one. Don't marry the girl. One. Don't marry the girl that you don't love. <laughs> you don't marry. Don't marry one. Or wife, don't make get a wife just because you need one. You need one. You like, need one like to avoid customs or uh, no. You just you need a wife. Like that. You, just, yeah. you know, you need a wife. <laughs> no, no, it's me. I'm just kidding. You need somebody to have children I, with. I, need somebody to, like you. Just you know. I just wonder. I, I wonder if they're just like we don't like the other three. We like Bryce Young. Wow. If we can't get Bryce Young, wow. we're not going to do it. So now, what does that right. say about the other three? It just says that their scouting department has a different read on the other three. It doesn't mean they're all busts, you know? It doesn't mean that Josh Allen wasn't the first quarterback taken overall, I right? know, but if you... And this would be risky, right? Because the, the, the safe pick is to take a quarterback, and if you get it wrong, you get it wrong. Teams do it all the time. That's the safe pick. If, if you don't take a quarterback and, see, and say C.J. Stroud ends up being a stud... Then you're like, oh my God, they could have freaking CJ Stroud. What did they do? I know. So I could really come back to haunt you if you get this wrong. Now, obviously, with the Cardinals in the very next pick in the draft, this is very impactful for them. If very. If Will Anderson goes at number two, when we first of all, there goes the guy that, you know, you wanted and I want too. And then number two, Cardinals are sitting there at three and CJ Stroud's available. Yeah, I'm Monty Austin for it. I got five different phones, you know? 
And they're they're all yeah. Call me, call me, call me, call me. You call. He's gonna get. He's already getting a ton of calls. They're gonna get a crap ton of calls if C.J. Stroud is sitting there at number three. Mm. A crap ton of he's calls. Got, he's got he's got he's got one phone for DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> he's got another phone for Buda Baker. Uh huh. Uh huh. He's got he's an, got Kyler's phone because you know he's the quarterback. He's got a, he's got another phone. This is just this is just draft. This is just draft. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, he's got all these different phones for all the different things that he needs. If you want to trade for Hop, use this number. You want to trade for Buddha, use this number. <laughs> no, it's more like a if you call call Monty Austin Fort's phone. If you're calling to inquire about DeAndre Hopkins, yeah, press please one. press one. <laughs> if you're calling to inquire about Buddha Baker, please press two. If you're calling because you'd like to move up to the number three pick in the draft and you're the Indianapolis Colts, please press four. If you're calling because you'd like to move up to the number three pick in the draft and you're the Tennessee Titans, please press That would five. be a great freaking promo. <laughs> that would be a hilarious that's, promo. That's Monty Austin Ford's phone. That is great. Right now. That's great. Right now, right? Yes. Um, part of this draft buzz story on ESPN.com said uh, the next, in fact, the very next part of it. Give us a trade offer for the Cardinals pick that makes sense for both sides. Now, I'm going to ask you, John Gambadoro, which one of these you like better? Because I think you're going to like both of these. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which uh, one do you like better? Okay. All right. Door number one the Colts send number four. A third rounder, a fourth rounder, and a third rounder next year to move up one spot or give it to me again. Give it to me again. Give me the Colts one one more time. I'm looking no. at I'm looking I'm reading it as you say. Go ahead. Number four. Number four. Third rounder this year. Third rounder this year. Fourth rounder this year. Fourth rounder this year. Third rounder next year. Third rounder next year. To move up one spot. Okay. Or, I get two threes and a four. Or the Titans send you number eleven. A third round pick this year, a first rounder next year, a first rounder the year after that to go from 11 to 3. I take the three first rounders. I'm genuinely shocked. And I'm not being facetious and I'm not being snarky. I had you pegged for the Colts all the way. Well, you know, all the way. But you're you're giving me the extra first rounder here. Oh, I know. There's you're giving me the extra first rounder. I know. It's not like you're not giving it to me. It's no. not like you're giving me this. Uh, I've always told you, like, we, we talked, there was a mock draft a few weeks ago. It was a, it's either a first or a second on that, that third first rounder. Maybe it wasn't going to be. If you're guaranteeing me two more first round picks after this one, plus there was another pick in there, too, right? Well, what was it? It was a, a third. A third. A third. Three firsts and a third. Yeah, the other way I'm getting a, th- a two thirds and a fourth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For yeah. one spot, though. For one spot. For one spot. I don't want to go outside of the top ten but, unless you overwhelm me. That's overwhelming me. But Will Anderson might not be there at number two anymore, which is the whole reason why you wanted to just move one down, one spot in the first okay, place. Okay, but right? can I still can I still get the next best edge rusher? Oh, sure. Can I get you the best? Tyree can get, Wilson. Can, can I get Christian, Christian Gonzalez? Gonzalez? Oh, of course they're all I mean, there. Like they're this, all there. Right. There's, there's a lot of guys like Jalen Carter if you wanted to. Right. Jalen Carter. He's still there if you want it. And you know what? That makes you. You could even make that risk if you've got all those extra picks. If he doesn't work out, it's like I still got all the picks. No doubt about it. Um, today was the uh, traditional. I don't traditional. know. Traditional, better word. Uh, pre-draft presser with the general manager and the coach of the Arizona Cardinals. It's okay. different now because it's a new GM and it's a new coach. Right. Um, we're, we're not going to play you the sound bites in which they talk about their options because I think you know that they've got a lot of options. And yeah, they don't ever say they, anything. They they're not going to tell you their plans. They don't ever say anything. But. We did get to hear from Monty Austin Fort and Jonathan Gannon about Buda Baker's now week 
old public Ooh, trade okay, demand. Okay, now I'm interested. Okay. You've piqued my interest. I thought I might. Here's Monty today. Myself, JG, um, we've had a lot of conversation with Buddha and his representation, a lot of productive conversations, and those continue to happen. Um, I understand that, that Buddha went public with his uh, his request last week. Um, you know, I would say that the conversations that I've had with Buddha um, are going to, I want those to remain between Buddha and I. Those are personal. Um, those are private. And, you know, I'm not going to get into a situation where I'm uh, handling uh, uh, one of those situations in, in the public forum. So I hope you guys appreciate kind of that. But again, I, I think I've been clear about how I feel about Buddha as a person and a player and, and nothing about that has changed. That's Monty. That's Monty. You want Gannon? I mean, if you were having productive conversations for a while, how the hell did it get to this point, Monty? Like if you, he said, we've been having productive conversations. If they were productive, he wouldn't have asked for a trade. No, not productive enough, apparently. Yeah. Right? yeah. Here's Gannon. No, I, I, I like to hear all our players, how they're feeling and, and what they're going through because each one of them are different. But uh, like Monty said, just talking to him, um, I know what's in his heart. And I know he's a phenomenal person. He's a phenomenal player. And uh, um, we've had, we've had a, you know, great conversation so far and a good relationship. And uh, looking forward to keeping that moving forward. Great conversation. Good relationship. I, like, we, we, there's a disconnect here. Yeah. Either these guys are delusional. Either these guys are just delusional. I don't really understand. You can't see the forest through the trees. Or somebody's lying. Well, like, yeah, or there's just- you! Potential, or it's just a, it's just a. Oh, everything's fine. Have a great conversation. We've had a lot of productivity. He guessed for a trade. Yeah. Said he doesn't want to be here. Thoughts on the Colonels' uniforms? They look the same to me. There's <laughs> much ado about nothing. I don't get this stuff. Like they red, black, white. Like what's different? Like, they increased the word Arizona, so oh now my you can God. see. Yeah. You, see, you guys, see, this is why I don't. This is why I hate this stuff. I'll be honest. With you. I'm going to stop for a second. This is why I hate this stuff. Okay. You guys get all hyped about this. You people that like these, you're all hyped, all hyped. They throw out the jerseys. Like I don't know. It looks like it looks the same to me. What did they do? Yeah. It was. What did very, they do? It was very subtle. I thought it's better, but there was not a lot of wow factor with it, it, and everyone saying they look just like Ohio State's uniforms. Yes, and that doesn't feel that wrong. The Arizona Buckeyes. <laughs> that doesn't feel very wrong. Okay, it was, so, it was so very Ohio Stateish. Epic failure or no? The jerseys? Uh, no, I, I still think they're better. I mean, anything was better than what they've been trotting out the last five years. Those those jerseys were so outdated. They needed to do something. So I, it's not a failure. They're better, but it didn't have quite the wow factor I was looking for. I, I was I was expecting a lot more, but they're they're better. They're fine. When we come back on the Burns again. I knew I knew it was going to be a short conversation, so I kept it short. Score the hottest ticket in town. Their son's playoff tickets. You can register and qualify them by texting ticket to 620-620. Then listen for your name on Monday or Tuesday during the 7 a.m., noon, or 5 o'clock hour. When we come back, the L.A. Clippers surely missed Kawhi Leonard last night. And apparently, because of that, they caught a stray one from a national talker this morning. That's next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Arizona Sports, the home of Phoenix Suns basketball. Suns playoff coverage presented by Michelob Ultra. Burns and Gambo talk Suns Clippers. Now. 
right back here on the Burns and Gambo Show, Arizona sports, the local sports leader. And, of course, that's not just us here on the Burns and Gambo Show. That's her entire digital team that's just been straight up killing it all week long, whether it's Kellen Olson, Dan Bickley, Kevin Zimmerman. We've got a good piece up right now from Kevin Zimmerman in which he's kind of uh, ranking as objectively as he can every player who's been on the floor so far in this series. And you might be very surprised to see how low Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton are on that list. Oh, really? Three games. Yeah, it's it's it's. Give me a give me a give me a little hint here. All right, so he's he's like he's got these composite rankings through three games of the series. All right, just objectively as best he can, trying to rank who the best players on the floor have been for both teams combined. Yeah, in the series, Devin Booker one, Kawhi Leonard two. Okay, I'm going to say Tory Craig's ahead of Chris Paul. Uh, You are correct, sir. Uh Um, Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook are tied for third. Norm Powell is fifth. Well, you see how many points he had last night? And I had 42. Tory Craig is six. He of the 62% three-point shooting so far in this I know. series. Tory Craig is six. He's been great. Chris Paul is seventh. DeAndre Eaton is tied for eighth with Eric Gordon and Bones Highland. Yeah, those two guys have not played well. Ugh, those three guys. I mean, there's yeah. the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. The, the DeAndre and Paul part of the bad and the ugly. It, it, the Booker part's the good part. The good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah, and we'll talk more about eight in a little bit. But uh, it's certainly, it, you, you read it, and if you've watched these games the way we've watched these games, you read it and go, yeah, it looks about right. Yeah, that, that feels about right, you know, so far. Which just means there's room for those guys to improve. Um, speaking of Kawhi, man. Stephen A. went scorched earth today. Uh, I heard it. I, I heard this, and I definitely have some issues with it. All right, let's play it. This is Stephen A. this morning on First Take. And, and it's Stephen A., all right? So you know it's this is what you're going to get sometimes. This is what he had to say about Kawhi Leonard after he didn't play in last night's game. Kawhi Leonard should be on the list of one of the worst superstars this game has ever seen. That's right, I said it. Because anybody that watches basketball knows I'm obviously not talking about his skills. We know the brother is big time. We know that as a talent, he's a superstar. One who shows up when he plays, I'm talking about in terms of his performance, performs in the postseason arguably better than he performs in a regular season. He is that dude. But when you talk about a superstar that is unreliable, I want somebody to point me out somebody more flagrant than him. Can I play one more? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. I, then I want to hear your reaction. I just want to play one more because there was more um, in which he says he's genuinely sad for Ty Lue. I'm genuinely sad for Ty Lue. Every time I look at Ty Lue and I see Ty Lue's face and I see him looking sad or just looking melancholy or whatever the appropriate word is, the first thought that comes to my mind is, what the hell is wrong with Kawhi Leonard now? Because there's no way he's looking like that if he knows he can rely on Kawhi Leonard. If Kawhi Leonard is available. And to see him in Los Angeles coaching this Clippers franchise, Lawrence Frank, you see that the organization has become first class. Steve Ballmer is one of my favorite people, favorite owners. Uh, It's a damn shame that this man is who they have to rely on because you just can't rely on him. And we know it's because of injuries, but you just can't rely on him. If you would have just said that, you can't rely on Kawhi Leonard. No issues. 
quote, Kawhi Leonard should be on the list of one of the worst superstars this game has ever seen. That's a crock of BS. That's a crock of BS. This guy's won two championships. He's been the finals MVP for the Spurs, for the Raptors. So the truly great players in the game. He should be on the list of one of the worst superstars this game has ever seen. That's a quote. There's a period there. Okay? There's a period at the end of that. If you want to say Kawhi Leonard at this point in his career is very unreliable, okay. You can say that. He's been, Kawhi Leonard has been, he's a very unreliable player. These last few years, he's had a lot of injuries, but he wasn't unreliable when he played for the Spurs, and he wasn't unreliable when he played for the Raptors, and he led him to their only championship in his only year there. Mm -hmm. The guy has had some serious knee injuries. He missed an entire year because of it. But here's a guy. You know, and Kawhi Leonard, that up until, you know, up until, you know, you know that, that one year in San Antonio didn't play a whole lot, um, but came back the next year, won a championship with Toronto. And yeah, you've had to load manage, manage him for a while, but that's the point I take. He's one of the worst superstars ever. Come on, that's, that's ridiculous. This guy's a two-time, two-time NBA champion, two-time finals MVP, sort of the great players in the game. It's, it's got to be, a, you, if you just want to say, I, you can't count on him. You can't count him. You can't rely on him. That's one. Thing. But to say he's one of the worst superstars is ridiculous. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I agree. And ridiculous. it was hard. It was. It was too. It was. It was too harsh. It was too strong. It, it, I mean, there's. There's yes, reliability is a part of this equation. It always has to be a part of this equation. And no matter how great you are, if you're not available to your team, at some point you're going to get docked points for that, right? That's just in the, in the game of life, in the game of competitive professional sports, availability is a very important component to it. And if you're not available, you're going to get docked points, and that's right. how it works. Right. But to, to to go that far and say you're one of the worst superstars in the game because of that reliability, I, I mean, even. Even goes so far as say, look, it's not his fault. The guy's getting hurt. Well, if it's not his fault, then why are you holding it against him like that, right? Like, if it's not, if you're acknowledging that the guy's got great game and it's not his fault that he's getting hurt and these injuries, he even went on to say these injuries are legit. There's real. I, I, I don't doubt how serious they are and how real they are. Then how, how is he responsible for that, right? Like, how can he be held responsible for that? It's just bad luck. Bad circumstances, and that's not as a lot of guys that get hurt. I mean, Anthony Davis has always been traditionally always hurt. There's a lot of guys that are hurt this year in the playoffs. We've had guys, Tyler Hero's gone out, John Morant has gone out, Giannis has been hurt. Um, but, you know, we're talking about a serious, serious knee injury that forced him to miss an entire year. He couldn't play. And then he came back this year and he played extremely well. He even led the Clippers to a game one win against the Suns on the road where nobody expected that. I thought that was a pretty harsh take about Kawhi. Ty Lu did not have an update on Kawhi. Leonard today. He said he has a game plan covering if Kawhi plays and another if he doesn't, and he's preparing for both. But now he's got time to prepare for it. He got hit a ton of bricks the other day. I didn't find out so kind of late that Kawhi couldn't go. So, yeah, I mean, I think the I, you know there's got to be a different plan because they didn't play very well with the two the two big centers. They played better when they were small. Kawhi comes back. The one thing you know he, he will be rested, but is he okay? Like for him to miss a game, something had to be wrong. Yeah, is he going to be able to play 40 minutes at a basketball game on that knee. For our own Kellen Olsen who's in Los Angeles with the Suns, the Suns are once again listing campaign as questionable for tomorrow's game four. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, it is four o'clock which means it's time to get you caught up on everything going on in sports. The top sports stories of the day all in one spot next on Burns and Gambo.